Hello, Tablet Village. This is the uh, Tablet Village podcast, episode number three. Uh, today I am with my co-host, Jawad. Hey, everyone. We uh, apologize because we were supposed to have some uh, some guests last week, um, just with a few different, uh, you know, scheduling with three people can be tough at times. And 100%. We, <laughs> we did our best. Especially with a, a realtor and a mortgage agent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and another business owner for that matter. So yeah. um, between vacations, et cetera. Um, anyways, um, so we do have Andrea um, from Ann Fit. She's coming on um, the next couple of days. So we'll have that out very soon. But we just like it dawned on us that we had a bunch of people asking us over the last few weeks. Um, there's a, there's a lot going on in real estate. Like it is oh, wild. Yep. It's wild. Um, we didn't want to create. We absolutely did not want to create this. And you know, for us to talk about our our own stuff because that wasn't the whole point of this podcast. It was to you know shoot the shit with neighbors, get to know them, get to know their businesses. But we happen to have some extra time to chat, and there's a lot going on with real estate. So yep. we might as well talk about it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, it's been uh, early on in the year when people asked what's going on with real estate and we would say, remember in COVID when everybody was fighting over toilet paper? It was sort of the same. <laughs> um, you know, we, we thought it was going to, we knew it was going to slow down, but uh, but then it sort of did a 180 degree turn all of a sudden. And then it's, it's still a, it's a different, I don't like to use the word crazy, but it's a different, it's a different type of thought process. It's a different type of market. It's a different way to be dealing with things right now. Yeah, but it's just, it's ebbs and flows in the real estate that's, that's not new to anybody, though. Oh, no, it's, we were expecting this to happen, I think, um, you know, speaking personally, we were expecting this to happen sort of towards now, third quarter or fourth quarter of the year, uh, because, you know, quite frankly, what was happening over COVID was not realistic. Um, I, I think what happened and what, what, you know, you said it best before we went on air, um, it, it shocked everyone. It's the, it's the sort of, instant increase and the instant change that that uh that that threw people off well yeah of course when you're when your value you know the when you're, when you're talking about the average person buying a house or having a home worth five six hundred grand yeah it's selling worth a million dollars yeah you'd be hard-pressed to not think holy like i just i just gained five hundred thousand dollars in equity like Ta- i am now tax-free ta- there you go yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> tax-free. Yeah, all the more reason yeah and so what I find a lot of people will think is like, hey, you know, I, I just gained five hundred grand in my in, in my home. That makes for a substantial down payment. I should I should look at like maybe now's the time to get a bigger home. Yeah. The, and and that was and that was the thought process, you know, thinking about, you know, when when we have appointments with clients and we sit down and we chat and we try to understand the motivation behind the decision that they're trying to make, uh, everybody was thinking more or less along the same lines. But not everybody ended up pulling the trigger because they realized that, you know, where where are you gonna go? Yeah, my house is now worth eight nine hundred thousand bucks. Mm. But if I'm going to something higher, you know, the biggest question that we asked was, are you comfortable having a bigger mortgage? Are you comfortable having bigger um, carrying costs? Um, but people still wanted it because you know, cashing out at an extra five hundred thousand dollars was was enticing enough. Yeah, it's almost like a feel-good... Yeah. I, don't, I like to call it artificial money because in my mind, it's artificial money until the day it's realized when you sell and don't buy. 100%. Otherwise, you're just moving dollar to dollar to dollar. That's It's artificial based off of the market. Yep. And it's 100% relative. So clients will say to me all the time as well, hey, you know what? I, my house is worth a ton. Um, I'm going to consider selling it. Okay, that's great. Um, 
But then you got to buy that extra. Like that next house you're buying is also more expensive. 100%. Or the inverse. My yep. house is, you know, prices have come down. I, I've been having conversations over the last two weeks specifically because we've seen an adjustment. Prices have come down. Yeah. And um, I naturally I reach out to people all the time to see, you know, where's your level of interest? Are you still looking at buying and selling? Or, you know, where, where are you sitting? Well, the market's come down. I don't know if it's the best time anymore. Well, no, because now you could buy for less as well. Yeah. So I, I said this to client early on, right? And people who got caught in the crosshairs, unfortunately, it's, it's an unfortunate situation, but people that got caught in the crosshairs were people who bought at the peak and when we refer to the peak, we're referring to February and March of yep. this year. Yeah. People who bought in the peak, thinking that you know if they wait to the spring and they sell their house, they're still going to maximize the house value, if not more. Um, but now, as they sort of went into April and May to try to sell their homes, their sale price took a hit. Absolutely. So those were the individuals that didn't have, you know, we call it. You said it best. It's the artificial money. Mm. They were basing calculations based on suspected sale price, which was not the case. Yeah, continued growth. Right? And and they found themselves in a position where, you know, I just bought a million dollar house that by the time I close is probably not worth a million bucks. And I thought I was going to get a million bucks for my house and I ended up getting 850. Yeah. And, you know, you, you don't want to point any fingers because you can't. It's no, like, absolutely at, not. At the end of the day, it's... Nobody, and I mean nobody, there's there's people screaming at rooftops for this, that, and the other thing, but they, at the end of the day, the Bank of Canada was on record just a few months ago saying inflation is improving, We're, you know, things yeah. are looking good, we don't suspect, you know, hikes and rates and all this other, this, that, and the other thing, yeah. and look at us now. So yeah. the professional, the experts, quote-unquote experts, yeah. um, that's where a lot of us get our information from as well. Um, I have a full-time job and a family. I, I can't study um, the market, the, the, the economic factors yeah. that these guys are looking into as, as the profession, right? Yeah. So we take a lot of information from them, and especially when it's coming from the Bank of Canada. Um, at the end of the day, and it's something that I, I sent out to my database, and it's something that I really want to hit, hit home, or at least allow to hit home with people, is... There's, there's a lot of fear, obviously. Clickbait is, is, is obviously the, the main um, uh, the, the main pe- the main piece for um, media and outlets. And everybody, including even a lot of mortgage agents, are kind of leaning on, well, maybe now is not the best time to buy a home or, or transact because rates have really skyrocketed. Yeah. So I ran the numbers. And when I've got a gut feeling, I feel like, Usually there's something there, and I'm thinking, like, there's got to be something there, because I'm, I'm seeing the numbers time and time again, but I haven't gone into the raw data. So I went to the raw data, and I said, okay, average house price in February, March. February is like 825 and change. That's come down to 680 and change. Yeah. So there's been a, a good decrease there, but maybe not as drastic, because when you look at the rates, rates have gone up from roughly 2, 2.5 or whatever percent at that time, to now almost 6%. Yep. So then I said, okay, let's run the quick numbers and see the relationship between those two sets of data. Is it actually a worse time than it was back when rates were stupid low? Yep. The numbers were actually pretty impressive. So despite a 167% increase on the rate, the yep. cost of borrowing, meaning the mortgage payment that you would obtain for buying the exact same average house from February yep. to exact same average house to now at a higher rate is less. It was like 40 bucks, $41 on average, yeah. less per month. Yeah. 
And yet nobody took a few minutes to just look into this. A few minutes took me a little longer than that, but (laughs) nobody took the time to look into it because all they want to say is, holy shit, rates are 6%. Yeah. Uh, Surely it's going to cost me more money to buy a house. Colin, you, you, you said it best. It's, it's all relative, right? It's absolutely all relative. And, and this is a conversation that you and I were having a few days ago. Um, a lot of people think just because I qualify for 800000 I have to buy for 800000 Of course you do. Right? That's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the thought process. Or eight fifty for that matter. Exactly. And then they show up and say, well, guess what? We want to go and firm and we just did that. Um, no, just kidding aside. But a lot of people have that, that you know, some, and, and I get it. Sometimes we sit here and speak in... You know, you take a look at what houses are selling for and you take a look at, you know, the craziness that we saw over the, t- the past two years. You, you can't really you can't really judge things in hindsight, but people don't always seek out the right type of information or they don't talk to the right type of people to seek mm-hmm. the right type of information. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, ask anyone, you know, what do you how much do you think it costs you to carry your home? You'd be surprised. They'll actually. mention their mortgage payment and that's it. Yeah. And you know what I, it's a you know, side piece to that is the number of times I do pre-approvals for clients and say, I want to buy a house for $800,000. Yep. And I ask them, okay, awesome. Did you set a monthly budget for your mortgage payment? Because it kind of helps me decide what type of product they may be comfortable with. And I say like, do you have an idea of like what your monthly mortgage payment would be or, or what it should be? Yeah. And people will give me a number and it's like, okay, cool. Um, you, you're, you came in, you're wanting an $800,000 mortgage, but the mortgage payment you're giving me that you say you're comfortable with is like more like a $600,000 purchase. Yep. And people have no idea. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Wild. And if everybody wants things to move at a quick pace, and nobody wants to take the time to understand, you know, what it is that sometimes clients want, or what it is that clients need in a house. And, you know, you add on to the fact that you know, right now that issue is being sort of covered a little bit with the fact that we have so many houses available for sale. Yeah, finally. But there's just, there truly is not enough supply to justify what we talk about right well it's an emotional transaction yeah right? yeah absolutely it's and the hardest part and i think I've, I've made many mistakes unfortunately i've purchased and sold you know several times and my wife and i were both guilty for it it was this house just came up you know you, there's a couple of things about the house that you immediately get drawn to and you as a yep. realtor see this all the time it's like oh i love the pool in the backyard yep <clears throat> But it's like, hey, Colin, you wanted a two-car garage. This is a one-car garage. You wanted a kitchen with an island. There's no island. Yeah, but did you see the pool? <laughs> and, then, and then you have, because most of the time you had, you only have like 24 hours to, to and you, say, you know what, let's do it. You make a decision that's such, it's such a big decision yep. because you, you almost have to, and you need to move. So you need to move fast. Don't get me wrong. You yeah. have to move fast. Yeah. The, the opposite is also true. If you take too long, then you lose the house. Yeah. But... I'm guilty of it. You know, we let our emotions really take over these transactions and uh, that's why we need people. And and I tell, I tell my clients this all the time. I said, you can be as rational as you want to be. You're going to make an emotional decision and you're going to try to justify it as you go. Absolutely. When you walk through a house, you're going to absolutely fall in love with a house. And when you find yourself making compromises, that's when you know you absolutely love the house. And when you find yourself trying to talk yourself into, yeah, I know the flooring is not what I wanted, but I could fix it. Or the kitchen is not what I wanted, but yeah, I could potentially yeah. add an island. That's when you instantly build that emotional connection with the house. 
Yeah, that's where your realtor gets them to drop the price by like. Yeah, 10, yeah, because we because <laughs> we work magic. <laughs> so let's 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 talk a little bit. Why don't you tell everyone what's going on in the mortgage world? Rates are high. Next question. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, where do yeah. you see things going? Yeah. So obviously, it's it's it should be no surprise to anybody. Inflation's still out of whack. Um, the wars are still going on. Uh, there, there's nothing that's really unfortunately improving, despite our best measures. There's some artificial things at play, um, unfortunately, in the back end that's really causing some of what we're seeing on, on the inflation side. All we can really do and all the Bank of Canada can do at their best is try and make the cost of borrowing more difficult for the, for, for the average Canadian yeah. so that they, st- they spend a little bit less. And that's all we're seeing. That's their, that's their number one attack right now is let's increase the overall cost of borrowing. So you're looking at variable rates. You're looking at... Lines of credits, home equity lines, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So that's that, that's the main thing. Rates have gone up on average, like you know we're hovering six percent, you know five and a half up to six percent in some cases. The average rates gone up. <clears throat> Variables, as everybody has seen, has gone up as well. And the thought is that it's probably going to maintain for another six, twelve, maybe up to eighteen months, which I don't believe that's going to be the case. I truly think midway through 2023 is when we're going to see things have to come down again. Okay. But that's that's a simple reality. It's as clean as that. There's a lot of opportunities still in this market, in my opinion. There's still a lot of things you can do with your mortgage. You can insulate yourself from future um, variable increases. Um, if you're not working with a mortgage professional, highly recommend it. For anybody with a variable rates, um, pick up the phone and, and chat because there are some options that can actually help you insulate yourself from further increases if you're getting a little bit tight. Um, and those are looking to pull out equity. There's there's different ways of doing it without really hurting yourself and, and breaking that rate. Otherwise, the biggest piece that affects us on the other side is prices. So I mentioned yep. it. Prices have come down. What are we What are we looking at here? What what's what's gonna happen next? Well, what do you, do you have a rough idea of? I think I mentioned. So I think I had prices were around eight twenty five yeah. on average, and then they come down on average to six eighty ish. Yeah. Do you think it's gonna come down more? I I think it's gonna get a little bit. I think it's gonna go down a little bit more before it starts adjusting and going back up. Yeah. So what I think is gonna happen is things are there's gonna things are gonna slow down a little bit more, especially with the anticipated upcoming interest rate announcement in September. Things might slow down a little bit more, but I do believe they'll they'll more or less flatten out by the end of the year. Um, you'll start to see things more or less going back to normal around mid to late second quarter of next year. Yes, yeah, so we're both similar on, on yeah. projections. Yeah. Um, people people ask, you know, we're gonna head into a recession. I think we're already in one. We're we're yeah we're in right? a in a formal recession for sure. Right. Um. It's. Everybody is in sit back and watch mode, understandable, uh, but you know we keep circling back to this point. It's all relative. If you have to buy a house or if you have to sell a house, it's all relative as to why you need to make that decision and what the next steps are. And the same advice echoes is talk to a professional. Talk to someone you trust. Talk to someone who knows what they're talking about. Talk to someone who takes their industry and professionalism seriously um, and, and have a chat. You know, is it is it a good idea to 
remortgage your house? I wouldn't know, but you know, I sure as hell will talk to someone who yeah. can walk me through the numbers and help me understand what it is. Um, it's all it's all relative. Everybody again, everybody's in sit back and watch mode, um, and I think once reality starts to set in and once rates adjust a little bit and and people get used to th- this current normal that we're having things will be back to the way they were yeah and like you said it was a crazy time last year coming into early this year it's a crazy time did now. you two different types of did you want to know how crazy it was early on in the year in relation to in relation to real estate why things were so inflated the way they were well, there's no supply. First of all, I'll 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 walk you through some I'll walk you through some numbers, and then you, you know, you see how how crazy it was. Okay, um, number of active listings is a metric that we use to measure how much supply is currently available in the market. Okay, let's play a guessing game. We'll see how close right. I can get. What's the average? Would you say outside of these these crazy times? What would you say the average might be? Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how close I can get here. I will tell you. Full disclosure for those watching, I, I can't see his screen. <laughs> we would average, um, say around, I will tell you right before COVID hit. Yeah. So if you look at January, right before COVID hit, mm-hmm. do you want to take a guess at what we were at in terms of number of active listings in the city of London? Well, give me, no, give me an idea of like before things went crazy. What, what yeah, was, you, you what, would... What could we... What would we you know? would average in and about 12, you know, 1,000 to 1,500. So we'll say twelve around twelve fifty new active listings on the market at any given month. Okay, I'd say that was cut in half. So January of twenty twenty, we were at six hundred and fifty five active listings. Look at this guy in the city of London. This again, COVID hasn't taken a toll yet. All right, do I win a prize? You you will. I'll I'll buy I'll buy you Starbucks. So <laughs> half, half the amount of new listings. Do you want to know what that number in January was this year? Oh, that's what you're saying. It went down to no, 600. No, th- this was two years ago. Oh. What was it in 2022? Oh, geez, it went lower. Oh, man. Uh, did it go lower? Uh, a lot okay. lower. Oh, wow. Uh, cut that in half again. Nope, not even close. Lower? We were at 171 active listings in the Holy entire shit. city of London. And if you don't know how crazy that is, then... Put that in perspective, in a city where it has 430,000 individuals, you only had 171 homes, that's including apartments, um, leased land properties, mobile homes, detached, um, semi-detached, you name it, townhouses, only 171. Like nearly a tenth of what you would normally see. Yeah, do you know what that number is today, June of this year? I think we're back up to... We're going to be very close, yeah? Yeah, we're we're back at to more or less where it should be. Maybe a little bit more now because everybody's thinking, you know, I want to sell now before, you know, waiting until the right. end of the year. Right. Uh, but we were at 1,240 active listings. Okay, so we're back to almost relative pre... pre- the, biggest, the biggest difference <laughs> of what happened over the past two months is we were still getting the same number of properties on the market compared to last year and the year before. The biggest difference is the activity. That activity was cut by 40%. Right. It, it happened for two reasons. A, interest rates. And B, we were getting an influx from out-of-town buyers 
who were selling their homes for crazy. And they were coming here to spend an extra $100,000 on a house because they can't afford it. That out-of-town influx of buyers isn't necessarily happening the way it was back when COVID was at its absolute peak. Yeah, and And, I'd almost argue as well that, um, at least from what I've noticed and I've heard, that um, we're starting to see a lot of people. So a lot of people were moving out of the cores, downtown core Toronto and all that. So a lot of people were working, more and more people were working remotely. So they're yeah. moving out and now a lot of them are going back. Yeah, because now you have to go back. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's on my street as well. Like we're yeah. on Crown Grant. Um, we've got a couple of, uh, I believe, um, a block, a few blocks away from us anyways. I think there's a couple of individuals from the Toronto area and they're, they assume that, you know, we're going to work remote yeah. and it'll be fine. And then their company's like, no, like we got to have people back in the office. And they're like, yeah, oh, shoot. Yep. We're heading back. That's, again, that, that's, that's the biggest thing. So it was artificial because there was a whole lot of competitions. Yeah. Property was scarce. It was, it was rare to, to, to have a house. It's just the unfortunate reality. But now, you know, buyers actually have options. And I'm glad that it's going back to the way it is. Yeah, with conditions. A hundred percent. I haven't seen conditions. The, amount of, the amount of stress, I, I thought it was not fair. You know, you would walk through a property with a client for 15, 20 minutes. They have to make a decision to drop 1.2 million like it's nothing. Yeah. I just thought it was not fair. Yeah. And there's, uh, when, when you have memes being created or videos on your social media yeah. of guys bidding on an apple. Oh, yeah. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Can I see the apple? No, you may not see the apple. Yeah. Oh, well, well so offer you asking price for it. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. So yeah, anybody that hasn't seen that, you must see it. It is quite comical. As as bad as it was making fun of our situation at the time, a year or so ago, it was the reality. Yeah. You had five minutes to walk through the house, no inspection. You just had to hope for the no best. No financing condition. And I, and again, so I'll circle. We never tell clients to go in firm. That's Point it. blank, never. We never tell clients to go in with no conditions. We never tell clients not to do inspection. It just happens when you want to compete for that and you're up against 20 and 25 offers. Yeah. Are you willing to put yourself in a more difficult position? Absolutely. It, right? it was just the reality, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but and, and I'll stress even further, it wasn't just Canada. It was everywhere. You go to the States, it was the same situation. You go to Europe, it was the same situation. It was. No, it was worldwide. Right. And anywhere, any, so, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm part of a global networking group. Mm -hmm. So aside from what we do in Canada and aside from what we do in the States, um, we talk to everyone and anytime you called someone to chat and say, Hey, how's real estate going on your end? Everybody had the same sentiment. And now everybody's having the exact same sentiment. Slowly, slowly, but surely returning to some sort of normal. Yep. And unfortunately, the, the normal on your end is a bunch of active listings and maybe having a house listed for a few weeks, right? Which seems yep. so hurtful for clients. Yep. The house is not selling. It's been seven <laughs> In six days. days, yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's we have rates around 5-ish percent. For the longest time, we yep. hovered between 4-ish, 5%. Like, that was the normal. Yeah. But... You know, average, average days on market prior to COVID was... Hours. You know, no, prior to COVID. Oh, prior to COVID. Was right. in around three to four weeks. Yeah. And that was fine. And during COVID, it was like the house, the house couldn't hit the market because it would no. sell before it hit the stupid market. Yeah. Yeah. And the same for us. Like, I, I keep reminding people that 
you're freaking out about rates and I, and I keep reminding, you know, just in 2017, 2018, that's like, we were, we had a certain point where the, 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 the prime lending rate was 3.95%. Yeah. And people are losing their bloody minds. It's like, well, I get it. No, I do get it. We've been spoiled for two years and now we're slowly coming back up to reality. Yeah. So moral of the story is <laughs> this is a more than a welcome adjustment to the market. This is a trend to put the market back into a healthy position. Things aren't as bad as, you know, media outlets make it out to be. You know, what goes up doesn't go up forever and what goes down doesn't go down forever. There's gonna be a time where things adjust and go back to true normal. Sure. All that means between now and then is sit tight and seek the help of a professional. If you're thinking about making a move or if you're thinking about pulling money or if you're thinking about doing anything that's outside of your your sphere of expertise, talk to someone who's in the business because now is when you rely on the advice of a professional more than ever. Yeah. Or even more than one. I, yeah. I always suggest, you know, talk, talk to talk multiple to people. Just don't don't go to Twitter and Facebook looking nope. for information about mortgages, real estate and investments for that matter. Talk to people who, you know, are building businesses based off of relationships. And, and yeah, 100%. Well, that was a, uh, a good overall chat. And for, you know, we could probably do this for hours, a few hours at best. <laughs> um, we'd love to have more of you guys on here. Anybody that's still um, listening, you know, we thank you. We've started this again to support the local businesses in Talbot Village. Talk to owners, get to know each other familiarize ourselves with who's in our neighborhood so like i said um we are expecting andrea from anfit in a few days um we're hoping for either actually either within the next 24 hours or a couple days we'll find out and i believe we've got a few others um, small business owners um, possibly other doctors coming on so if you're interested let's shoot the shit reach out let's talk and uh thanks for tuning in